So here we are, John. It's day three. We're on our way to the uh, the convention centre, getting there for a 9am session, which on day three I think is very impressive for us. It's always nice to be vertical and willingly so. So it's, I actually have to be there for nine o'clock because I'm talking at Coca-Cola today on um, passwords uh, and it's a session I prepared a little while ago. But of course, they announced a bunch of stuff with password autofill in the keynote, um, which affects my session. So uh, I think I'm speaking at 11 a.m. at CocoComp, so I'm going to be in a 9 a.m. session at DubDub, possibly rewriting slides and sample code ready for my 11 o'clock session. So um, I'm hoping it's just a few little enhancements on what used to be there that I can add to my slides, or it could be a complete uh, fastest talk rework I've ever had to do. Well, how does it feel to potentially be Sherlocked? I know, squared, no wait. What is the name that we use for when Apple, you know, basically obviates the need for your product because they built it into the operating system? Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> that's, that's just me. Uh, okay, so that's that's my morning. But um, day two yesterday. Um, what were the highlights for you? Uh, well, my gosh. Okay. Uh, yeah, but now I have to look like an idiot holding a furry rat under my mouth as we're passing Wiener Schnitzel, which has. They want you to know, as as uh, unwitting sponsors of our podcast, Wiener Schnitzel now has ten percent less rat meat in their hot dogs. They would like you to know. All right, so uh, can we be sued for that? No. What would they get? All the filthy proceeds we get from doing this? No. So uh, I think that I'm still buzzing from the Michelle Obama talk because uh, I don't even know where to begin with it. I mean, I think if you were to try and condense it down, so you have a woman who provided such a fine example for her. For kids, for my kids, for you know, representing the country, caring about things that matter over the long term, like assuring education and opportunity to all kids, but particularly to girls who oftentimes are, are kind of drop out of out of, out of you know STEM-related studies because of bad teachers, and that whole thought was also exo- uh, echoed in the the lunchtime talk uh, from Monroe to NASA. By the, I'm sorry, I'm breathless here. Uh, by the the NASA. Uh, woman, and she talked about her her experience with a great teacher that set her on a path, and having less great teachers who kind of almost dissuaded her. So this whole theme, I think, of yesterday's talks were to to help reinforce it. What Apple wants is to see a widening of of the, the array of of people who come and develop and use their platforms. I think San Jose has learned that we record these. Um these podcasts on the way in the morning and sent the noisiest buses into first south street that they could just to um so and we're having to go fast we're a bit late leaving so uh as the um let's say we're not the adonis models of fitness that maybe we should be as we struggle down this street um breathless so this is a uh, if you think you're suffering having to listen to this you think how much we're suffering making it just uh, what we do for the cause yeah i think um uh, for me those two talks were the highlight as well. I, um, Michelle Obama was just inspiring. Um, and I think, you know, what was great is here is someone who has a world stage, a world credibility, has a, a, a reputation built on eight plus years uh, to work from, but totally got that change has to come from the root. And... You know, her encouragement was in no way, let's get all the famous people to to get on board here. It was really, you know, 
change your mum, change your dad, change your kids, change your brother, change your sister, and things will happen. Um, so that was really cool. And uh, Dr. Christine Darden, wasn't it, from yep. it, uh, lunchtime? Yeah, I find her talk inspirational as well. <laughs> and now they got the stone cutters out just to, um, or, or something, just to just to help with the uh, audio quality on this podcast. We're going to really enjoy the serenity of our um, uh, our normal recording spots next week. So, I mean, I've always enjoyed the lunchtime lectures, and I think the this first morning thing with Michelle Obama is a new thing this year, isn't it? It is. I mean, we've had uh, lunchtime lecturers before, but I think this is the first time we've had somebody from. I don't know. I think of, of that stature, I really want to say. I mean, there have been great speakers. Buzz Aldrin came to talk. You know, luminaries and I have come and given a talk. But I think to have somebody, you know, who's recognized across the the planet, um, you know, is, is something new. And, and who was not really, you know, not, you know, uh, Dr. Christine's talk had lots of technical detail into it. And, and Michelle Obama's didn't. It was much more about, you know, about life and and education and long-term values, those types of things. So, um, gosh, if this is the start of a, of a new trend, I think that's good. Uh, Scotty, before I forget, you know, since I'm always bitching about things relating to localization, can I can I bitch about something else? Uh, John, you feel free to bitch about whatever you like. All right. Well, I shouldn't bitch. I actually had a good time in the labs yesterday because I had my long. Uh, list of, of problems that I was having and was just trying to find out the, the concrete answers. Should I just stop banging my head against the wall because it can't be done and file radar with a feature request? Or was there some magic thing to make it work? And I kind of had a mixture of responses, but it was very good. I got the, the f- answers from from the people who actually work on it, which is to me and the, the best reason for going to WWC. But for anybody out there who's listening, who needs to deal with bi-directional text, and wants to put Unicode directional markers in their in their strings files and have them actually work, the critical piece of information which it took several people to, to figure out, and nobody believed it until the until the one person said, Oh yeah, all you have to do is this. Don't make the mistake like I did of of believing the documentation. If your last effort while you are being placed in the ambulance and being taken to a hospital is to give a bit of advice, here's what it should be. When putting Unicode escaped characters in your language strings files, don't use an, a lowercase u. It must be backslash, backslash uppercase u and then whatever the Unicode it is, like 200D or 200F or whatever. You do that, then things magically work. Why does this matter? Well, because you don't want your code to have a bunch of things saying if you're you know, language is, is Arabic or if your language is right to left, you know, compose your, your, your string format or programmatically in code in this block that was just only for those languages, just push it out into the strings files where the people who know best where to insert these marker characters can do it themselves in the, you know, in the editor of their choice on the platform of their choice. Just make sure they use a uppercase U and then the world is happy. Okay, that's the end of my, my public service announcement. So your 1600 bucks on your ticket, the best thing you've learned is to press the shift key. <laughs> you were waiting. You were waiting for that, weren't you? Yes, that's exactly it. So shift happens, and then you will be happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I went to some of the, uh, the talks, the normal sort of what's new in UIKit talk yesterday. Uh, which is really just a, a, a gateway talk to the other more detailed talks, really just pushes you off in the right direction. Um, 
it was all the normal stuff. I went to the What's New in Swift 4, which, you know, some of it is, I mean, it's all interesting, but some of it is incredibly practical. Then some of it is they talk about why certain things were done this way. And as interesting as it is, you know, it goes in one ear and out the other for me most of the time. I'm, I'm not one of these uh, people who has to fully understand the inner workings. I just want to know which of these two methods is the fastest or the most efficient or the whatever else. Um, and once I've got that bit down, I lose focus a bit while they go through the details. <laughs> Um, I did go to a talk. They, um, I've never seen them do this before, but then again, I haven't been to Dub Dub for a, a number of years now. But they had a, a session that was five mini talks um, all around designing better applications and, and uh, user experience. Uh, I was there a little bit late, so the first one was on um, uh, game design, and so I missed a little bit of that one. But there was things like um, onboarding, and um, icon design and making your app uh, accessible to different parts of the world through uh, localization, not just through language, but understanding different terminology means different things. Like, you know, an, an owl means wisdom in the West and it can mean evil in, in, the, uh, in the Middle East type of thing. So uh, I found that was quite an interesting session and because they were like 10 minute bite-sized things, you could really just take it in make one point two points that were really really interesting um and then go on because i do find by the end of the day and that was the last session i went to in the day as well you know they have made the talk shorter i don't know when that happened because they used to be one hour and now they're 40 minutes but i'm, I'm not saying they've done that this year but uh, i've noticed that but yeah by the end of the day another 40 minute talk so that was quite a nice way to finish the day um but it is just talks the conference well outside of the lunchtime stuff and the um uh the special keynote stuff it does take on a little bit of a dryness in a way as a conference it's not like a if you go to a ui comp or what we used to try and do with ns comp where the whole thing has a little bit of a its own personality i think outside of those things it, it begins to lose that and become just quite a an educational environment is that just me or do you think that's that's right I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. And I think the other interesting thing is that, you know, all the videos for all the technical presentations are available online very quickly. I mean, that's that sets the new standard because there are many conferences that people that you would like to be able to go see. So maybe they're not up right away, but they'll be up. You know, they have been coming along, you know, pretty quickly. And so, you know, I don't feel bad if I don't see the conference of kind of, aside from the main ones, the keynote, the State of the Union, the stuff that kind of gives you an idea, and even the introductory ones, which give you the idea of which follow-up, I don't mind skipping one in order to go to a lab, or I particularly don't mind to be able to skip, you know, that to be able to go see a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, especially for those talks which aren't recorded and some of the juicier ones that are there are not. And I think, you know, you have to educate the whole developer because you can learn APIs on your own with sample code, you just need to have inspiration and some pushes and you know after you've been using them some some clever guidance on how to use them properly or, or how to find the truth uh, of the, the ground truth of an api not not rely on the documentation yeah no i agree now something i think i think it's the first time they've done this in the labs uh is they've created a lab that virtually runs all day called i'm new to the apple platforms lab and um I went. I, I know a couple of people are in that lab, so I was just chatting to them yesterday. They were saying it was going really well. But what it also does is it removes some of the real beginners' questions from the more specific labs, in theory, making them 
uh, more available to those who have the deeper questions because the beginners aren't there. So have you experienced in the labs that maybe getting access to things has been a little bit easier because of that? Uh, actually, I would have to say, in fact, I was very pleasantly surprised about how quickly I was able to get to the person who knew. It really only took one, you know, one for things like, here's the specific issue I have, and then secondly, kind of, who's best equipped to help you? And that was very quick. One other thing I wanted to say about going to the labs is, uh, don't remember, uh, don't forget to be on your, 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 your kindest, most delightful behavior, and put yourself in the, the shoes of the, the people working in the labs. You know, a, a, a little bit of empathy goes a long way. There are many times when what you're asking to be done you know, is something that they themselves might want to see done or that they know other people would want to be done. And so, you know, everybody says file a radar or GTFO. Well, one of the reasons you want to do it and the way you word it, I think, to make it work is to be able to say, I am working on this product and this is what's, you know, holding me back. And <laughs> I will admit that one of the things I requested for was per app uh, language selection. So in order to be able to say, you know, my app should be running in Arabic with all the intended, you know, all the attendant changes of layout and keyboard entry and so on and so forth, even if the base operating system is another language. And I said, <laughs> this is really the only thing that I envy my Android developing colleagues for. And so it's slightly cheeky, but not really. And it is actually something that's very interesting where you can do something that gives the people who are working on this a little bit of ammunition to be able to, you know, uh, take it to their their colleagues and say we should prioritize this over something else and you know generally speaking uh, Apple engineers don't give out their contact info sometimes they do and if they do they're more likely to do it if they say hey can I follow up with you with the radars that I filed let me email you and so you do that right and so I sent an email to the interested parties with three titles of the radar, I even asked them, say, what's the best title to make sure that it kind of is easy to understand very, very quickly. And they were very happy to do that. Um, and then you can use the, the RDAR colon slash slash link, you know, to, so that's very quick for them to tap on it and, and open up radar specifically to the thing. Little stupid details like that. It takes no effort and actually does make a big difference. Yeah, because it, ma it makes a big difference. Because remember, they may see 500 people this week. And um, firstly, the people who are nice will stand out, yeah. um, as unfortunately with the people who are bad, but the people who are nice, they'll want to follow up on. And if you can, if you can save 10 seconds of their day by having the radar link complete so they don't have to just look it up or whatever else, that all just goes to making it more likely that you will fit somewhere in their work schedule. Um, so that's a cool, cool idea. So we're just coming up to the convention center now. We're just a couple of hundred yards away. So... Um, What's your plan for the day? Uh, well, today I'm going to be a rock star starting in the afternoon. So there's the James Dempsey and the Breakpoints concert. And I have to haul my drums over at around 1 o'clock for setup and sound check and rehearsal. So this morning I'm going to go to the uh, machine learning talk and uh, see some colleagues uh, go look at a, a, an auto layout and UI stack view issue in the labs, hopefully, and then get on my way. Cool. Well, have a good day. We're looking forward to the... Uh the Breakpoint gig tonight and um, thanks for tuning in again everyone hopefully you're uh, enjoying the uh, daily-ish updates um, and not just cursing us for flooding your um, uh, podcast app with ambulances, stone cutters and very noisy San Jose buses so um, that's it from us for this morning and uh, until next time you take care <laughs> Thank you.